Okay, everybody. So today we have one of my dear friends and um, I guess I would call you a human design mentor um, to me. We met in 2019 at an event called Pays to be Brave with Angie Lee. And Lauren, I had never heard of human design and Lauren did a human design reading for me. And then ever since then, I've been very obsessed with it. <laughs> well, and we're the same type. So it's been like kind of fun to be like, I was like, no, I need to tell you all the things about yourself. Like, don't go away. <laughs> so, And then I kind of like faded off and like did other things, but I keep coming back to it because it's the only thing that like validates my experience to like more so than even astrology. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I felt that way too. So like, what, for the listeners, what is human design and the human design system? Yes. So fun question. Human design is how we're energetically wired to interact with the world around us. And so what's really fun about this is that depending on who I'm talking to about this, I will frame it in a different way so that they're more like receptive to what human design is, right? So for some people that I know are like super analytical and they're like, okay, yeah, no, but what is it? I'm like, it's a personality test, but instead of based off a series of questions that you answer about yourself with your conscious mind, it's about how you're actually wired to be at birth. And so like that kind of in, in, intrigues their interest. If I'm talking to somebody like super woo, I'm like, it's your energetic blueprint and how you're meant to interact with the world around you, right? So it's like, it's all of this beautiful, the beautiful ways that you could describe it, but on like the most, like the essence is it's your energetic blueprint. It's who you are. It's who you came here to be. It's your soul's job description and the way that you move the easiest throughout the world. It's like a map to the way your energy works. Mm -hmm. And I was so validated when I heard about this and that it was kind of weird that we were the same type. Cause what you said earlier, we're 2.5% of the population is our specific projector type. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what types, what are the main types? And if you'll give like an overview of each one um, and then it's super easy to like know your type just for the listeners, but you can like have someone look it up or you can look it up for you. You just need your birthday, um, your, the city and state that you were born in. Uh, the time is super important. Mm -hmm. um, so can, I do have one question. Mm -hmm. What is the difference in the type that you'll get if you like don't know your birth time at all? Yeah. So I've had this with a lot of people and what I recommend is one, you get your birth certificate, like your extended birth certificate, because some birth certificates don't have the actual time that the extended ones do. So you can call it like reach out to your hospital and all that. But if you're like, no, but I want to know now fine. Great. Um, <laughs> it depends. So what I would do for people is pull like at two 30 in the morning, you know, 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 2 p.m., 5 p.m. And I'm like, I kind of look at the chart and I see what changes. So for example, like if your type doesn't change at all throughout the day, you can be pretty confident like, oh, that's the type that I am. But like some of the nuances within the chart will shift. Like for example, your profile might change, um, which is another element of the de design. There's over 2 billion configurations of human design. So it's not just like you're one thing, you're like one bucket and that's it. It's like all of this nuance within the chart. But if we're talking about types, at the very highest level, I would just like edit the chart to like pick different times throughout the day um, to see if something changes. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. That's super helpful. Most people know their birth time, but you can always look in a baby book or your birth certificate. 
Um, so what are the main types? And then like, talk about our type. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So if you're, if you are, um, listening to this and you're like, okay, what the heck, where do I go? You go to mybodygraph.com. It's a free website. You can plug in all of this information and it's going to pull up a chart and it's going to look like a combination of like, um, kind of like a drawing, like a preschool drawing. And it's like the most hideous colors and none of them go together. And then it also kind of looks like a medical chart, but like, it's neither of those things, but it, all of it means something. And it like kind of rolls up into being your type. So of the five types, you can be one of five human design types. So there are the generators and the manifesting generators. And those are about 70% of the population. And they're really here to do and create, like they're, you're the creative life force energy on the planet. You're basically like the sunshine that makes everything work, right? You know that when you're on track and you're feeling deeply aligned as a generator or a manifesting generator, you're going to feel this deep sense of satisfaction. And when you're out of alignment, you're going to feel really freaking frustrated. Oftentimes I'm able to pick up on a generator or manifesting generator pretty quickly. And when having a conversation with them, cause they'll be like, Oh, I'm so frustrated. Right. And so I'm like, Oh, out of alignment, like your generator manifest generator that's like not following your design, right? So that's that's the the, um, the most common of the types, and there's like all the nuances underneath. So don't get like swayed by oh I'm I'm the most common. No, you're all, you're a unique sunflower, all of us. Um, so the generators and manifesting generators for business purposes or for like when I went through the International Human Design School through BG five, and we have different language for um, for each of the types. So for that language, you would be called a builder or an express builder. You're a builder if you're a generator, you're an express builder if you're a manifesting generator. And what makes a manifesting generator a little bit different than a builder is that a generator is here to master something. You take things step by step and you're here to get like really good at the thing. Whereas if you're an express builder or a manifesting generator, you're here to be multi-passionate. You're here to be efficient. You likely have a whole bunch of different projects going on and you're like dabbling a little bit in each of them. Um, and so just kind of know that about yourself and letting that be okay, right? You don't have to do things the way that the generators are doing them because you're not actually built that way. Mm -hmm. So, so really coming to peace with that. So I'm going to mm -hmm. pause there before I move on to another type. Do you want to talk anything about generators or manifesting generators? There's so much more I could say. Well, I have quite a few friends that I've done their charts and their generators. And then I have quite a few friends that are manifesting generators. And I noticed that the generators, the ones that I know are very, like what you already said, very, when they're in alignment, they are doing the thing. And it's usually like one, usually one career path. And they're just really like in it and like, mm -hmm. they have their routine set and that's like their thing and they just do it. And like, it's like, and then the manifesting generators, I know always not always, but a lot of them I've talked to, like one of my friends, she'll, she's like, I just really wish I could find that thing that I'm, I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm like, well, you're supposed to be doing like lots of things. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's okay to like have multi or be multi-passionate. And I, I'm just like validating what you've already said. Cause like, that's kind of what I've noticed. And like, this is why I think human design is so important because then so many of us, I think society maybe expects us to operate like a generator where like, we're supposed to like start a career and then like do that same career for like 20 or 30 years or however long, and then retire at some point. Um, and it's just not really like how people are built. Like we're all built so differently. Like you said, like we're each so unique. And so manifesting generators typically 
um, might be a little bit harder on themselves because they're like, I don't want to just do this thing anymore, like this one job. And so like being okay with like wanting to do other things um, and like other projects is super okay. And that's why I think human design is super important. Yeah, because if we're holding ourselves to the standard of like the generator way is the way and we don't like we didn't even have language. Like, so say you're just listening to this for the first time and you had no idea like about like this generator world. We're all living in a generator world where mm -hmm. it's built for generators, right? Like, yeah. it, and so if you're not a generator trying to like fit yourself into the box of a generator world, you're gonna constantly be looking at yourself and being like, what's wrong with me? And I think what's so beautiful about human design is says absolutely nothing's wrong with you. Stop trying to be mm -hmm. like this thing that's not actually meant for you. Yeah, that's so true. And then one other thing I have to say is I've noticed like in most of the um, manifesting generators I've talked to, is okay like I have to like take my ego out sometimes because I and not invalidate their experience because they'll all tell me that they're burnt out and tired and I'm like mm -hmm. don't even get me started <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not invalidating their experience what do you think causes the exhaustion like if they are supposed to be dabbling in, in so many projects and like what do you think creates the lack of energy for them yeah so uh, this is really fun and like, this is like a more nuanced conversation, but your the strategy for a generator and a manifesting generator is to respond. So you're designed to respond to life. So you like ask questions like, oh, what's, what's next, right? You ask that question, what's next? And then the universe brings you something. And it, that could be through a sign, like you're driving down the street and you see a billboard and you're like, oh, that's really fun. Or you're listening to a podcast and you're like, oh, this is next for me, right? Like you get that, mm -hmm, like, uh-uh, in your mm -hmm. body, right? And then it's following your authority, which is for you either sacral or emotional, if you're a manifesting generator, and saying, yes, I have the energy for this and it's correct timing now. Mm -hmm. what I see with manifesting generators and why they're so burnt out is because they skip all of that. Right. And they just go, Oh, I'm excited by this. I'm going to go do it. I'm going to initiate it. Like they get it, the idea from their mind and then they just start it. So then yeah. they start 22 different projects and their body is like, I don't have the energy for all of this all at the same time. It might all be meant for you. Okay. But not all right now. Right. Okay. That makes so much more sense to me and how I can help them and just like because I was thinking like in my mind, oh, they're supposed to be doing like all these things like kind of at the same time, but I guess I was wrong. No, they could be doing multiple things, but it's probably not like 20 things, right? Like their body right. probably doesn't have energy for like 20 things. So like, um, I, I love to give like an example of humans because I think that's really helpful. So um, like for generators, somebody who like sticks with something and masters it, right? Like think about something who's really, really good at their craft. Like for example, Oprah, like Oprah is a brilliant interviewer. We know her as a brilliant interviewer. Like when you think of interviewing, like, or great interviewers, you would think of Oprah. Oprah's a generator. She's here to master. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I'm not when surprised you, by that. No, right? So when you think of a manifesting generator, a manifesting generator is here to like have their hands in a lot of different things. So um, one of my favorite examples is Shalene Johnson who, by the way, oh, yeah. spoke at Pace to Be Brave, right? Yeah. And so, so I remember sitting there listening to her and being like, she's a manifesting generator. I would bet my life on it because she's like, I do fitness stuff. I also have this Instagram class. I also do this other thing. Mm -hmm. She's not only doing one thing. She's doing a lot of things and she's doing them excitedly and with passion. And they all were a yes for her. She probably has 22 other ideas on the back burner that she's not doing right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I also think that there's really fun, like correlation between people who think they have ADHD and manifesting generators. That is so true. I have noticed that as well. 
and they're all like I have I think I have ADHD and like a lot of my a lot of them will like come to me and they're like yeah I've been on Adderall before and like that made my anxiety worse and blah 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 and also I feel like a lot of our society right now also can feel and be like operating as manifesting generators because it's almost like where we are living in a generator generator world and then we're also like now expected to like be parents as well and like exercise and like maybe have like a side hustle and then like that's that's a manifesting generator world mm-hmm. yeah a lot of energy in a lot of different places mm-hmm. So it's like, where can you follow what's correct for you in the moment? And that's like a a conversation around how do you follow your inner authority? So there's, you know, seven different types of inner authority. Um, And so, but if you're a generator or a manifesting generator, you can basically be a sacral authority or an emotional authority. And so following that, knowing whatever that's correct for you within your body, it's your body's knowing, not your brain, right? You're here to follow your energy, not your conscious logical thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so for a girl, that's like, a, uh-huh, uh-huh, like, you know, right away, it's like your gut knowing it's like, it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no, like, that's the vibe. And that's only true for sacral mm-hmm. authority people. Um, and then for emotional, it's like riding your emotional waves. So you might be like, really, really high excited about that for a moment. Like, that's where I see a lot of manifesting generators get burnt out, emotional manifesting generators that say yes to things on the high. Mm-hmm. And so then they've got 42 things, you know, and then they go to the low, which is like, oh, I hate everything. I don't want to do it. But you've already started doing all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's no energy to complete, finish, follow through or delegate or anything because it's like, no, now I'm burnt out and exhausted because I said yes mm-hmm. to all the things in the high. So you go through the high, you go through the low, like, yes, this is the best thing ever. No, I don't want to do this. And then you come on the other side and it could be flipped. You come on the other side with calm clarity of like, this is correct for me. This is correct timing. And anything else that you're riding your wave on, or it's not quite yet, I suggest doing like an, a shelf, like an idea shelf, whether that be a notes app on your phone or like a post-it board in your room or office somewhere. That's like, these are the things that I'm excited about, but are not right now. So that way you don't feel like you're losing them. They have somewhere to go. It's just mm-hmm. not right now. Mm-hmm. That's so helpful. And I think that people will take a lot away from that. My mom and my brother are both manifesting generators. Oh my gosh, I, you grew up with so much energy. <laughs> I don't know what my dad is. I Because we don't know his birth time. So I, any anyway but yeah so much energy and then quite a few of like my family members and friends and most of my family are manifesting generators so I always um like let's like par uh parlay into the next type um do you want to do projector or reflector or okay we, we can do well let's do manifester because I feel like yeah. it ties with manifesting generator a little bit so you can kind of like sense let's do that yeah so manifestors are around like eight to nine percent of the population and you guys are really here to like impact you're here to impact and initiate your like very forceful and impactful energies you're here to get things started you're here to like get the ball rolling but you're not necessarily designed to like finish things or like do them all the way through it's like initiate delegate move on initiate delegate move on so I, I like work with a bunch of manifestors and it's so fun to like watch them actually step into this power versus judge themselves for not being able to fit quote unquote finish things or like mm-hmm. not having the energy to complete. It's like, yeah, that's not your role. You're here to initiate. You're here to like ride your surges, ride your urges. You have a very um, unique way that your energy works where it's like big surge of energy, then rest, 
big surge of energy than rest. It's mm -hmm. really unpredictable. And so for you to like force yourself to work like a nine to five or for you to like force yourself, even if you like you have your own business to be like, okay, I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna sit at my desk and I'm gonna work a full day and then I'm gonna go to bed. Like that might not actually be super supportive for your energy type. So just to kind of keep that in mind, like what is your body telling you you have energy for and when does it have energy and when doesn't it? So playing with that is really powerful. Um, and from a human design for business perspective, we in BG5 call you innovators. Like you're here to innovate. You're here to initiate. What is like, and, and you maybe were already about to say this, but what is an example of a manifester, like a person? Yeah. So we have Maya Angelou is a manifester. So just like mm -hmm. we see the world, right? We have like the not so great example of Hitler was a manifester. Mm -hmm. Like this is the vision, get everybody gone on board, make my thing come true. But forceful energy. That's forceful. the thing. Maya forceful energy like my my friends that are manifestors um their energy is so forceful like I'll feel it and like I'll before I knew a lot about human design I was like why did why does that person sometimes trigger me and it's because like it feel I can feel the forcefulness and it and then I was like oh it's not personal it's just no, like no. they're like trying to get shit done yeah. And they're here to initiate others, right? Like yeah. they're here. To, so like, I love to talk about like when, because as a business owner and talking about business through the lens of human design, I love to talk about like, when do you work with a certain type? So I work with manifestors when I want to get initiated into my next level. I work with, you know, um, I work with generators when I want to like get creative and start like mastering things or, you know, whatever. So, it, or learn a system because they've really mastered that system. So it's like looking at each type and being like, none is better or worse than the other it's that we all have our place and we all have, we all have a way of being that we don't have to judge ourselves for. It's how we're designed. And so when we live more into that, there's like all this pressure that gets released. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really, I, I really love manifestors. Like now that I understand a lot of them so much better. Um, and most of them, like they really are able to initiate like business ideas and like new just new things that like I haven't heard of before or like most of them are very successful mm -hmm. yeah they're I mean they're really powerful um, manifestors have a very like we call it a repelling aura we're not gonna look at a bad thing but it's like mm -hmm. those who are for a manifestor will be really drawn to them like I, they're you're gonna help them with their cause versus those who aren't are really repelled by them. Like it's, it's almost like if you can think about a person that you didn't like for like absolutely no reason when they walked in a room, mm -hmm. like they were likely a manifester and like, you're just not a part of their tribe. Yeah. And so I've actually like the manifestors that I've been friends with in my life. And like, I have a lot of manifestors in my life. I've watched like from a young age, them really attach and like try and fight for the people who are, they repel. Cause like, why don't they like me? Right. Because it's like mm -hmm. versus focusing on all the people that are for them. So it's like, where can you put your energy? It's like to the people who are actually for you. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a really good point. So sometimes I, I guess I try not to get like make stories in my head, but I feel a little bad for them sometimes. Cause like, I, I do feel like it's a little bit hard or it could be a little bit hard to be a manifester, especially if you don't know that you are. If you don't know you are, yeah. When you once you know that, like once the veil has been lifted, I'm like, oh my gosh, manifestors have like the easiest life. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I see that. I perceive that. That's my story. I could uh, I could agree with that because sometimes they're like, I don't know, money wise and like career wise, they just seem to like be able to make money somehow. And I'm like, how are you doing that? 
<laughs> they're the only type that are here to initiate. They're here to like think things of their brain or like download them from the universe and be like, okay, go. Versus the rest of the types who are waiting for something, whether that's to respond to life like a manifesting generator and a generator or to wait for an invitation like your projector, which we'll get to, or um, an evaluator or a reflector who's here to like wait 28 days and like see how that feels in their body and things mm -hmm. like that. So, mm. They move quickly. Yeah, that's so true. Mm -hmm. Okay, what what type do you want to do next? Let's do projectors because that's what we are. Yeah, we're the projectors. <laughs> yes. Um, so projectors, we are here to be advisors, the leaders, the guides. We're here to lead other people's energy. We're about 20% of the population. And when we're in alignment, we're going to feel this deep feeling of success. And success does not have to mean what everyone else deems success to be. It's a feeling within our body. And when we're out of alignment, we're going to feel really bitter. So like bitter, the modern day word that I love to use for this is annoyed. Like I'm so annoyed or resentful is a really common one. It's like, where are you feeling bitter, resentful and annoyed? Then you're off track and you can kind of like live back into your projector energy and your strategy, which is to wait for the invitation. Mm. I resonate obviously but mm -hmm. I noticed like upon self-reflection with in the last like two or three years of like my spiritual awakening that like I would get this and I still do I get annoyance in my body and the only word that would come to mind was the literal word annoyed mm -hmm. um and I would be like why am I so annoyed that was like the common like you know how like people have kind of um a certain emotion that like comes up for them more than for me, it was being annoyed or frustrated. And like, I would feel it for like no reason, but like I was out of alignment in that. Yeah. So anyway, that's super helpful. Are there, um, parts or there's an energetic type and a non-energetic projector? There's yeah. There's three different types of projectors. Okay. So we have our mental projectors, which is kind of hard to describe without having like pictures up. But if you look at a body graph and you look at all the shapes in the body graph, the two, the way that you know that you're a mental projector is you have no definition, meaning nothing is colored in below the throat. So the throat up, the throat, the Ajna and the inspiration function. So the two triangles at the top and the square at the throat level, if only those things are defined or mm -hmm. a combination of those things are defined, you're a mental projector, meaning, um, that you're really here to like your, your authority or the way that you would make decisions would really be like sounding board. Meaning you talk it out with lots of different groups of people, you hear yourself say things, and then it kind of is like, okay, what's true for me, right? Like you feel what's true based on you talking it out with other people. Mm -hmm. That, so that's the, um, the mental projector. Then we have a, a an energetic proje projector, an energy projector which would have one of the three energy centers defined in their body graph. So there's actually four energy centers, which is the sac the sacral is the fourth, but no projector will have the sacral center defined. If you did, you would be a generator or a manifesting generator. Mm, so okay. one of the three energy centers defined, which is the heart center, which is the willpower function, that little tiny um, triangle over to the right-hand side. If it's red for you or defined, then you are an energy projector through the heart. Um, the emotional center, which is um, the right hand triangle, move, like facing inward, the emotional solar plexus, that's an energy center, or um, the root center, so the very bottom square. So if any of those are defined or colored in for you, you're going to be considered an energy projector. And what that looks like is that all of those energies are cyclical. So you might have a little bit, quote unquote, more energy than a classic projector, which is the final type or a mental projector. Um, 
but it really works in waves and is cyclical. And so I think it was really interesting to note and to look at for energy projectors is that you're, you're the type that's most prone to burnout because you can really kind of almost not to use this word incorrectly, I might be, but like, you can almost like mask like a generator, right? It's like, oh, I got the energy like for now, but it's like not on all the time. So to recognize, oh, I have energy for this versus I don't. And to really listen to your body's cues of when you're done can be a little bit harder if you're an energy projector because you think it's consistent because mm -hmm. that's what the world tells you because generators are consistent, but it's inconsistent. So that's just something to look for there. Um, and then classic projectors, classic projectors are those that are splenic projectors that don't have the root defined or um, self-projective projectors like you and I are. Mm -hmm. um, it's, we have definition below the throat. So either your G center or your spleen is defined, but we do not have one of the three energy centers, which is the root, the emotional center or the heart. I thought I had the heart. I don't know. You wouldn't be a self-projective projector if you had the heart. Why does mine, do you have my chart? Oh. I do. So it is self-projector projector. projector. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, you're a classic projector. Okay, classic that's what I feel like. I mean, that's what I resonate with. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, I feel like I can mask my energy, but I also feel like I was programmed as a manifesting generator. Well, yeah, it's, it's also too, right? So anywhere we have an undefined center, we're going to take energy in from the outside world and amplify it. So mm -hmm. this is really interesting because I work primarily with projectors um, and manifestors these days, but what happens is because we have an undefined sacral center and 70% of the population has a defined sacral center, we're around generators and manifesting generators all day long. The world is made for generators and manifesting generators. So we take in that sacral energy, that go, 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 do, 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 and we amplify it. We can actually run freaking circles around generators yeah. and, and manifesting generators because we're super efficient in the first place. Plus you give us that sacral like energy juice that we're just like battery packing up to a thousand, yeah. like we can run circles. But what happens is when you disconnect from that energy, let's say that you like don't live with a generator or a manifesting generator and you go home and you go to bed and you're like, oh my God, I feel like I just like got hit by a brick wall because mm -hmm. I'm out of the energy field of generators and manifesting generators. That is so cool. I, I noticed that I can get a lot more done than most people. Like, like when I've worked a nine to five, but by the time I would go home, I would be really depressed or like um, anxious. And then I would just go to sleep and like I would use like sleep as a numbing. And mm -hmm. that was like back when I worked in like a corporate environment and I could like go, go, go. And then I would get really bitter and resentful, like about the job when I wasn't there. Yeah, because um, projectors are super efficient, like. I think that what's talked about a lot is the fact that our bodies like need rest and that we don't have consistent access to go, 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 do, do, do energy, which is true. And when we do work, when we are on, we're so efficient. We can get like eight hours worth of work done in like two to four hours. I totally agree with that. I've yeah. always had that happen with me. Like I've always been one of the, the kids in school and stuff and in college and all my jobs that I got all my work done. And I was just sitting there and I was like, should I be doing something? Like what else should and I then be doing? You get given more work. Yeah. You're done. And then the bitterness pops in and the mm -hmm. annoyance. It's like, but I already did it. Like, why do I have to do more? You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really fascinating. So, cause I was in a corporate world as well. And that would happen to me, right? Like the person who does their work the best, they just get more work. And so it's mm -hmm. like, why would I, and I get paid the same as everybody else. Like, why am I going to keep doing this? Like, this is ridiculous. So just mm -hmm. start my own thing and work when I want, you know? Yeah. 
that's so I'm I'm so like curious how did you transition um or like kind of is that how you transitioned like you were just ready to do this full-time and like super passionate about it and full-time meaning not 40 hours a week full-time but like full-time as following your energy and like yeah I didn't even know I was a projector when I quit my corporate job I just knew like I couldn't do that anymore like I you know when you're at the point of like burnout of like I can't keep doing this and like Mm -hmm. this isn't what my life is and I can't like this is not what I came here to do kind Mm -hmm. of vibes and I hear that from a lot of people who are like which is not for all right it's like when you're when you're being called towards something and I think that that's probably really true for you and I because we have this defined g-center so that's that diamond in the middle of your chart that's yellow and it's yellow for you on mybodygraph.com it's a different it could be a different oh that's color. why I was confused I was thinking yeah. that was the heart no that yeah that's your that's your g-center okay. okay so um that's actually the heart chakra in two so oh not to go down like a way tangent but yeah. like the chakras there's seven chakras uh-huh. but within the body graph the heart split into two is the G and the heart center. That's why I was confused. I was like, but I am self-projector projector. projector." Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Cause it's your G center. So your G center is really like your identity, love and direction center. So it's that feeling of like, something's pulling me, like something's not quite right. Like this isn't right for me. This isn't me. Right. Like that energy of like, when you're being redirected at something in your body that you can't necessarily fully explain, but you know, it's not right for you. That's what was really happening for me when I was in corporate is like, the logical mind wants to say, oh, this, this isn't my purpose, right? The story I made around it was, oh, this isn't my purpose. But really it was just like this body feeling like pulling me out, pulling me in mm-hmm. another direction. Like this isn't correct for me. And so then I started doing other things and like it kept evolving and evolving and evolving until I found human design. And I was like, oh my God, this is this it. Is it. <laughs> right. This is it. Yeah. And I think that something I want to point out here, and I don't know if this is too down the rabbit hole, but our strategy as a projector is to wait for the invitation and I think a, what a lot of people get stuck in when they first hear that is that they think that they need an invitation for everything. Like meaning like you're in your corporate job and you hate it, but you're like, no one's invited me to quit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no one's going to invite you to quit. But if you're like feeling that pull of like, this is not correct for me, follow what's correct for you and your authority, right? Like your authority. So for us, it's self-projected. So I had a lot of conversations with people where I'm like, I just don't feel like this is for me. Like I don't want, I'm done. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. Right. Like, so I knew that that was true for me. And I got to follow that. Like looking back, I didn't know that I was self-protected authority then, but like the more I talked about it, the more clear it became for me that like, oh, I need to leave. Okay. Um, but I think that what's interesting is like, you just need to wait for the invitation on like one really big things. Um, and two, to lead and guide other people, okay. right? Like you don't want to lead and guide another person without an invitation, because then you're just giving unsolicited advice that people aren't going to follow. And it's basically like throwing pearls before swine your advice is golden and you're only here for certain people. So wait for people to recognize you and invite you before you give advice. That is a big one for me because I know that the more I've learned about being a projector, um, I would always, I would call people assholes. Like they would ask my advice and then not take it. But what I realized was I was actually just giving unsolicited advice, which if you're a projector, it can be really annoying to people, like if they haven't asked for it. And so I've done a lot of self-reflection on that for me because the, the difficult thing for me being a projector is like being able to see things that like, it seems like other people can't see. And I'm like, I can see right through that. That's some bullshit. Yes. yes. <laughs> and then you're, you're like, 
don't you see blah, 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 blah. And then I get bitter. Yes. Cause they didn't ask. <laughs> yeah. And I think the biggest thing I've had to learn in life is just that people just want to be like heard unless they're asking you like literal advice. Um, like people just want to be heard and like, like understood. And I think that there's like a lot of nuance within this conversation too. Like, for example, if I'm a projector and I'm working with a client and as like as a coach, right. And they're like telling me all of these things, I'm not just going to be like, okay, well you paid me. I'm just going to like, listen to you, which Mm -hmm. there's a lot of, there's space for that, but there's also like, I'm here to lead and guide you. So Mm -hmm. within those conversations where you've already received an invitation, but you don't want to like jump all over them. I think there's like a fun, like energetic space Mm -hmm. to play in, right? Like, are you open to my insight about what you just shared, right? Because then you're asking the question, you're opening up energetic space and they can say either yes or no. Like mm-hmm. they could just be like, you know what? I really just like want to be heard right now. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not ready for that. Or yeah, absolutely. What do you see? Right. And so it's not so just saying like, oh, I'm holding my information back from you because you know, it, yeah. it's, like, it's, it's sensing into where can you play with waiting for the invitation truly like a person is not for you and they're never going to ask and they just want to be heard. Okay, cool. That's one thing mm-hmm. versus having somebody who like invites you constantly and like wants to know how you feel about things and giving them space to, to ask you. I really like that. Are you open to my insight um, around that topic? Because if I, I think it totally, like if someone's coming to you and you're their coach, I think that's like one thing because you are already in that like yeah, relationship. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, the invitation's already been um there and given and but in the context of just like family or like someone like a friend just like venting to you but you could still ask that question like are you open to my insight around that or but I do sometimes with myself get frustrated like being able to see things and then not always feeling productive because I'm not like producing something like that's yeah. That's just generator conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> like patriarchal generator conditioning. I agree. <laughs> but I find that I do see that and get frustrated with like, why am I not doing more? Like, why don't I have a website and like this and this and this yet? Um, that undefined root, that pressure, it's just a pressure. It's like, yeah. You know, it's coming from inside the house. Mm-hmm. It's not external. Yeah. So it's like, where can we relax into, okay, I'm feeling this way, right? I'm recognizing those emotions. Where is it in my body? Is this mine? Like, am I behind? No. Like, is this conditioning? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Do I need a website even? Like, just like that really specific example. Do I need one right now? No. No. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, once we realize, I don't know, I just find human design, like one of the most validating things you can do for yourself, like these days. Um, and that leads me to what's, are we just, we just have reflector. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One of my best friends is a reflector. Just one of them. That's so fun. And she's she's amazing. I, Oh, really quick story for the listeners. And I, I'm going to, she's going to listen to this. My, my friend that's a reflector and she's the coolest person I might know. She suddenly got this like 
really just like clear, like she would text me all the time about stuff about the moon and the moon cycles and the lunar cycle. And I was like, just getting more into human design. And I was like, I would bet money like you did with Shalene Johnson, but that she's a reflector. And I looked her up and sure enough, she is. And I was like, I got chills because of the moon. I was just like that. I was like, cause she was wanting to like do like moon. Um, she would like text me like, do you want to do like a, a moon ritual and like this and that? And I was just like, she must be a reflector. And then I looked her up and they're only, is it 1% or less yeah. than 1% of the population are reflectors? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There. So it's really fun. So reflectors are 1% of the population, like you just said, and what they really do is they, they have their body graph or like all the shapes within their body graph. And you pull that up. It's all, they're all white or undefined. They don't have consistent access to energy in any of those centers, which is really cool because what they're doing is reflecting who they're with. They're taking in the energy of the other and they're absorbing, they're like reflecting it back to you. So I think it's really fun, like both ways, right? When people say they love a reflector, I'm like, you love yourself. And when people say they hate a reflector, it's like, you are have work to do on the relationship you have with yourself because they're really here reflecting you back, um, which is really fun. So they, they mirror the environment, their environment back from a business perspective, we call them evaluators because they can really see, they see the world so differently, right? Because they're seeing it through the lens of reflection. So if you want to know how a group is doing, like look at the reflector to be like, are things going well? Are things not going well? Right. And their energy does really fluctuate and their, their authority is based on the moon. So a lunar cycle, meaning 28 days in order to come to like, what's true for them. And the reason for this is because the moon moves through a cycle, right? Every 28 days. And so they're going to be picking up on different energies throughout the month. And so by the end of the month, they've kind of experienced all of it and they get to come back to, okay, what's true for me, right? And so I think that that's one of the, the nuances that I think a lot of people are missing in the conversation of what is like, why 28 days, what does the moon have to do with anything? Mm-hmm. It's like, because they're picking up on energies mm-hmm. from the transits or where the moon is um, throughout the month. And so when we wait that out, they can kind of be like, yeah, this is true for me. I just think reflectors are so cool. I agree. I mean, every single person is so cool. I have had not to get off, off topic from reflectors, but I've had so many generator friends be like, Oh, I'm a generator. It's the most common. Cause like everyone wants to be like the 1%. And I'm like, no generators. There's, I I truly believe that there's a reason that 70% of people, I mean, because it's necessary yeah. I, like I said before, like it's the sunshine, like we literally, the, the planet would die without you. Yeah. <laughs> you are the generative force that runs the world. <laughs> Imagine and, if everyone was projector, like everyone just be looking at each other being like, do this, do this. <laughs> no one have the energy to do anything. So. <laughs> I would just be like sitting around, like we would all just be sitting around literally looking at each other. Just like you said, but reflectors are so fascinating. Um, what do you notice is like the hardest thing for reflectors? Um, they try and be like generators or manifesting generators and they don't have this consistent energy and access for it. They say yes to a lot of stuff um, because they're like excited to be invited and included. And then their bodies, like their physical bodies um, 
breakdown. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So like really honoring, like what does your body have the energy for and tapping in and creating space for yourself to really ask yourself that question is beyond powerful. Also spending time in nature is really, really powerful for reflectors. Um, Just like getting away from external energies, like letting yourself have some space. I think I answered your question today. Yeah, you totally did. One thing I've noticed is like been hard for me um, and I, I feel like sometimes I, I can empathize with re- reflectors, just the, the low energy at times. Um, I guess like finding a good workout regimen that's not burning out my adrenals because I was super into CrossFit for a while. And then I started learning more about human design and I was like, this is the opposite of my design. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I got really into yoga and even that sometimes is too, like hot yoga is like even too much for me sometimes. And so it's the more I read about projectors, it's like project some projectors, like it's not that we don't need exercise, but like what, what do you feel is an important like exercise regimen for not a regimen, but like, just like listening to our body, like someday we may need yoga and other people may need a hit class, but like, I don't ever find I ever need hit. <laughs> yeah. I, there's, um, I, there's a whole like separate group that like studies like PHS, like, and, and exercise and like what your body needs for like food and digestion and exercise and all of that. But like the basics of what you can kind of look at and, and this makes a lot of sense based on your design. And this is the second time I've been asked this question this week, which is oh. interesting, mm-hmm. like specifically around projectors. I'm like, hmm, okay. Um, but when you are, we, we want to look at the root center. I think it's a fun place to look and to start with your human design. So no matter what type you are, if you look at your root center, if it's defined for you, you might need to sweat. Mm-hmm. because that's where cortisol is produced. Um, and so if you have like a consistent amount of cortisol and you need to release the cortisol, like get the energy out of your body, that might mean like a hit workout class or something where you sweat. Whereas if it's undefined, there's like an inconsistent, you know, cortisol production going on there. It, it could be like way high or way low and like feeling into what your body needs, but you were, you would likely do like light stretching, yoga, Pilates, going on a walk, something like that's a little bit lighter mm-hmm. on your body. So that's the one place that I would look for what kind of workouts mm-hmm. to play with. And then I would also look at, we have, um, there's two traits. So those little lines within your body graph, it's between the sacral center and the G center. Um, and so if you're a projector, you're either you're going to have one or the other or neither. You won't have both because then be a generator or manifesting generator. But if there's gate five and there's gate 15, If you have gate five, um, this is really around like having a routine can be really powerful for you, especially like in your body. Mm -hmm. Um, So you don't have gate five, you have gate 15. (laughs) I was going to say, because I do really appreciate routine. Yeah. But gate 15 is like the gate of extremes. So this is, this could really look like having a quote unquote routine, but it's, it's more flexible within the routine. So for example, for one week, you might be like, I'm super into hit. And then the next week you're like, absolutely not. I want to like, just lay on a mat for a week. Right. And so it's being able to give yourself grace around, like people are obsessed with the word consistency. And like, I think it's a crock of shit, but like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like you don't have to be consistent. Like what could that look like if you could play within like, okay, every day I'm going to move my body and it doesn't really matter in what way I move my body. Like Mm -hmm. I could get out of bed and that's moving my body and like letting that count. Um, 
So yeah, that's a whole rabbit hole. That's super helpful though, because I, I just noticed like, sometimes I have a lot of friends that are projectors and this seems like something because I'm, I have been in the workout world for a while now. A lot of people will like ask me, not that I'm like, I've, I've had to back off of working out so much because of my projector type. Like I've had to like slow down because my adrenals did get burned out. And, but I, I just noticed I have this conversation with reflectors and projectors quite often and manifestors. Like, um, I really want to like get back in shape. You look so, you look so good. Like, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm trying to like get out of the manifesting generator workout, like life lifestyle. And what's interesting, and and I just want to point this out because it's just what you said and self-projected, right. Mm -hmm. Is like, you're you're not slowing down because you're a projector. You're slowing down because your body was basically like, I'm done now, right? Like adrenal fatigue is like, I cannot do this anymore. Mm -hmm. Your body told you, I cannot do this anymore. Yeah. So what's interesting is like, when we follow our authority, we can do that before we get to the place of I'm, my body's burnt out. Yeah. Right. And so, um, I think that's really interesting. And I think that there's this like conception or this filter that we really need to take off of, if I don't work out like a manifesting generator or a generator, if I'm not consistent and I'm not in the gym five days a week, then I can't have the body I want. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's not true. What if you actually get to have your body with the body you want with ease by doing the things that are actually correct for your body? Yeah. Very, very true. And that goes along with, um, like your eating style too. Cause it's so funny. I was literally listening to this podcast the other day and the girl was a coach. She is a nutrition coach and she's a projector and she uses human design to help people with, um, food and body, which is like kind of my, all, these are all of my passions. And so I would get so triggered when anytime in the, before I knew about human design, when people would be like, you need to eat this much, like two times a day or three times a day. There's even like spiritual gurus that like, sad guru like in one of his books he's like two meals a day and I'm like I as a projector I don't think I could ever do like it was so like against my like it triggered me because I was like that's not like in alignment like my body needs like right now at least like I eat like lots of little meals throughout the day and that's like how I do best for my energy and I I think that um projectors like because we we can have uh digestion issues and like I think too much at once is like not always in alignment yeah there's a there's a fun like subsect of human design it's called like PHS which is primary health systems Mm -hmm. um that really looks at this but one of the things that we can look at within a design chart is not I mean not just being a projector like which is you know there's a lot of uh, information out there about like eating cleaner if you're a projector and like what your system can handle and all that and, and that's great if it feels correct for you um but what we look at is the upper left-hand arrow, um, which is really all around digestion. And so Mm -hmm. it's the way that we digest food and life and information. So it's like what our body, because that arrow is on the body side, the red side of design. And so red is all about the subconscious and the body and the black side is all about like mind and personality. So when we look at that red arrow, the top arrow, what we're looking at is the way that you're designed to digest food information in life. And if your arrow is pointing left, you're here to be 
active. Your, your brain, your physical body needs food for fuel. So if you're fasting with a left facing arrow, it's going to be miserable for you. Is mine left? Yes. That makes so much sense because this is so funny. Back when I was in CrossFit at the beginning and I didn't know shit about human design, I like my coach would be like, you need to fast. I was like, I tried and I was like scarred by just like fast. Because you're literally not giving your brain any fuel. And then yeah, and I would feel lethargic. And so now if I know I'm under eating, I'll literally feel like I'm dying. My brain will like just shut down and I'll go to sleep. Like I'll just fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your body's communicating with you always. Yeah. It needs food for fuel and like a digest information, right? It's like a little, like, give me, give me sustenance. Mm-hmm. Um, you're here to be like more, act, like more active in that way. Like your, your brain, your brain's more active. Whereas if it's to the right facing arrow, which I am, it's more passive. So if it's the right mm-hmm. facing arrow, you might do well, really well with fasting. This is not okay. advice, but like, if you've tested it yeah. out, like for example, like my whole life before I even knew this, I hate breakfast food. Like I don't okay. like breakfast. I don't like eating breakfast. And when I was in college, everyone was like, you need to eat breakfast. It's the most important meal of the day. So I was like forced down freaking breakfast. Yeah. And I would feel so like heavy and my like brain wasn't really working. And it was like what you're quote unquote supposed to do, but that's not correct for me. It's not correct for my body. My body does really well when I fast. My brain is like on fire. Like I'm able to focus and concentrate. Well, focus, that's questionable, but because I have all <laughs> right facing arrows, which is a conversation for another day. But um, yeah, so it's like things that you naturally know to be true. Like what did you always know about yourself? And then what were you convinced or conditioned into believing was true for you? And that doesn't actually work for you. Like what do you get to let go of? And so I think that there's some something really fun to play with there, especially like if you're listening to this episode and you're like, okay, human design is a freaking rabbit hole. I get it. Like there's so much information. There's so much nuance, but if you could play with, okay, what's one thing that I could eliminate that's actually probably not for me. And the way that you know that it's not for you is one, your body disagrees with it heavily like your body's like absolutely not but you're doing it because you think you should great example the hit workouts or like the not fasting when you want to fast or you know whatever that is and then two it's like totally lost my train of thought let's see if it comes back um yeah what can you like what can you eliminate like if is it that or is it like oh I've been like forcing myself to do 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 and like be productive and like I'm like really judging myself like where can you eliminate the label or the judgment that you have on yourself which is actually not correct for you that's all really, really good information and really helpful. It's so funny that you dealt with like the breakfast thing because I always found myself judging myself for like not fasting and like, <laughs> or not being able to be good at fasting. Like, so I would fast and like, I wouldn't eat till like noon, but I would like end up just feeling like shit, like, mm-hmm. because I wasn't eating breakfast. And like, because all my workout friends were like, oh yeah, you burn fat better if like you eat after 12. And I was like, that sounds like, I love breakfast. Like naturally it's my favorite meal. So it's just funny. Cause like dinner's like always been my least favorite. Mm -hmm. And so I do like really good, like waking it up, but I, I do so much better just like listening to my body because that's, that's been it all along is I think that our society is set up and like, there's always a new fad diet or whatever, Mm -hmm. but like, ultimately you have to listen to your energy. If you don't even know your human design, but like, you can just follow your energy and like, you're not what everyone else is doing. Um, I really like that because also generators and manifesting generators, you can overdo on your body too. I'm not saying that like, you're supposed to be like, 
doing hit workouts every day either. Like, no, I just you wake think, up with the consistent access to energy. Mm-hmm. And so you want to use it in satisfying ways throughout the day. What's most satisfying for you as a right. generator versus that oh, could I be, to do this. Yeah. Me. That could be like dancing or <laughs> like, um, like, uh, hiking or, or walking. Like, um, I think everyone can face adrenal fatigue for sure. Um, but is there anything else like major we should cover as far as, I guess you already gave the website. What is your website? Um, where yeah. people can find you? My website is laurenarmstrong.com. It's currently getting a nice, a nice little makeover. So that's very exciting. Okay. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at Lauren E Armstrong underscore where I'm primarily talking about projectors these days. But um, if you have questions or if you want to share what type you are and what you found, I would love to hear from you. Mm, thank you so much. And I'll put all of your information in the show notes so people can find it there as well. And um, you also, you said Instagram already. Did you say? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Space. Nope. Space. Perfect. You get it. <laughs> I get it. Right. Facing arrows. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's so much more to this, right? Like we said, if there's really nuanced conversations, like we just talked about like the root center or one arrow or like, you know, the different types of it's there's, there's so much to this conversation. And I think that it's really powerful to be able to play with like what feels correct for you. Can you play with your type, your strategy and your authority? Um, can you start experimenting with that? Because human design really is an experiment. It's not like a doctrine. It's not something you have to do, but like if you play with it and your life gets easier, better, more fun, more satisfying, more successful, more surprising, more delighting, more peaceful, then like, why wouldn't you play with it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I hope more people look their type up and just learn more about it I'm still learning a lot about mine like it's so like I'm a two four profile and um what was yours I'm a five one five one what's remind me yeah so um our profile is the way that like our personality is the clothes we wear to do the job we're here to do um and so the five is really around like <laughs> practical apple applicable mm-hmm like, how do you apply something like problem solver, fixer, resourceful, like Mm -hmm. that's fifth line. And like, I'm here to have a message and share it with the masses. Um, and it's also the heretic. So I get projected upon as the savior sometimes. Um, Mm. and I'm not here for everyone. And my message isn't for everyone. It's probably very polarizing. So the five is messenger. Um, and like the heretic, very human, Mm -hmm. like very, um, game of Thrones style. Like if you imagine the person marching out in Mm -hmm. game of Thrones, um, and they're holding a banner and like everyone behind them is following the banner. It's not about the person. It's about the banner you're holding. So like, mm-hmm. what is the message that you're sharing and who's going to get behind you on okay. that message? Um, and then the first line is all about the investigator. So I am sharing practical information based on my one, which is my research and like learning all of the things. So like mm-hmm. researching, investigating, getting to the bottom of things is very first line. Which is why it makes you such a good human design coach. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm like, let me learn all the things and give you the practical application. Let me learn all the things and give you practical application. That's so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm so glad that you've taught me human design. Thank you again. Hopefully, I would love for you to come back on the podcast. Um, so thank you. Thank you for the recognition and invitation. <laughs> yeah, you're so welcome. Let's see.